Hey friend, it's Grace. I know you're tired of feeling like managing your physical and mental health is just one big moving target. I also know that you've spent years of your life and hundreds of dollars on doctor's visits, juice cleanses, fad diets, and fancy supplements only to feel like nothing about your chronic symptoms has changed. If this sounds like you, consider this your invitation to find a holistic health protocol that works for you and your body, even if you have chronic symptoms, unhealed trauma, or a dysregulated nervous system. That's exactly what's waiting for you inside the Mind Body Healing Method, my 12-week group program that's designed to help you say body your chronic symptoms through learning how to regulate your nervous system, retrain your brain, and heal unresolved trauma. Our clients have found relief from even the most chronic of symptoms, including fibromyalgia, sciatica, migraines, gut issues, and other uncomfortable symptoms without pills or a long list of rituals and regimens. If you'd like to learn more about our program, head over to the show notes and learn more. Because the truth is that there is a protocol that works for you, you just might not have found the right balance for your body yet. Now let's get back to the episode. Hey there, and welcome to Heal with Grace. I'm your host, Grace Secker, and I'm a holistic licensed therapist and nervous system coach who believes that the chronic and often unseen symptoms you're living with are a sign of something deeper going on, a sign that your nervous system needs attention. In each episode, I'll share the science behind the most common chronic health disorders, plus holistic health tips using mental, physical, and spiritual practices. You'll hear what I've learned in my journey and the true stories from our trusted guests so you can feel less alone in your experience and give yourself grace no matter what you're going through. So without further ado, settle in and get cozy. It's time to heal with grace. Hello and welcome. Today I'm going to be talking about the four mistakes that you're probably making in learning how to regulate your nervous system. These are things that I talk to people about all the time that are very common. And I'm not here to say, you're doing X, Y, and Z wrong. Stop doing it. I'm just hoping that this can be information to help you further your journey of regulating your nervous system and really connecting to yourself. So let's jump right in. Number one, you think that you need to do more so that you'll get better, meaning that you're doing everything you think you need to be doing under the sun. So you're taking all the supplements, eliminating all the toxic environmental stressors in your life, meaning laundry detergents, food, different things in your clothing, dyes, harsh chemicals, you're learning somatic practices, you're going to therapy, you're getting tested for mold, you're going down the rabbit hole of all these different modalities. And that's a lot. It's really stressful to completely transform your life overnight. And obviously no one can really do that overnight, but you get what I'm saying. Instead, actually what your nervous system needs is to make small changes over time and to really slow down in order to do that. And I talked about slowing down on my last episode, episode four. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly suggest going back to listening. As I mentioned, your nervous system has been stressed way longer than you probably recognize. And usually it's been stressed because there's too much information coming into your mind, into your body, to your life that's causing harm. And I don't say that as a way to scare you, just that your body's been overwhelmed. So when someone's overwhelmed because there's a million different balls, you know, juggling in the air, we have to peel that back. We have to peel back the layers and really start small. So this might look like really getting clear if you're going to doctors or practitioners 
Who are the most important? Pick one or two primary people that you trust, you feel good with, you think you're making progress with, and stick to them. Don't look for anyone else. Don't switch in the middle of your treatment with them. Stick with them. Really make a good effort to stick with them throughout treatment. I myself, and I've talked to many other people who have worked with someone for a few months, not really seeing any change. They're going to change to someone else. And by the time they come to me, they've seen, you know, five, six different practitioners in six months or a year or something like that. And it's a lot. And I totally understand it. I Believe me, I get it. If you're not seeing progress, why would you stick with someone? The reason I'm saying this is because this work takes time and it really takes time to build that trust with someone. Now, I say that if the practitioner is functionally minded and they have an open mindset, meaning they're not just putting you on one protocol and that's the protocol they put on everyone, that's not going to help. They need to look at you, your specific signals, your specific illnesses, and what makes your body stressed out. So if you find someone that can help you in, in that and sees you for you, that's really important. Now, in terms of the nervous system regulation, meaning mind and body practices, which is probably why you're listening to this podcast, start with things that you can grasp. So that might mean learning how to regulate your nervous system through the vagus nerve. Vagus nerve activities can be really small, short, and accessible. I have some videos on my Instagram page. You can Google vagus nerve activation but just learn about it. It's something small you can do. Becoming mindful is another small thing that you can do. Mindfulness in this journey is really, really huge because the whole point of becoming mindful is slowing down and becoming aware of your specific signals of your nervous system. So for instance, my signals when I'm in a shutdown place in my nervous system, when I'm really stressed out, is that I get some brain fog I get overwhelmed. I have kind of like a hopeless mindset, like nothing's ever going to change. This is never going to get better, which is also an all or nothing mindset, right? Using the words like always, never, should, should never do this, shouldn't have done that. Those types of, that type of language is the signal to myself, oh, I'm edging towards this shutdown. And so when I learn about that, when I understand my specific signals, then when I recognize it, I don't give so much weight and power to it. So the more awareness you have about your signals, the more that you can actually learn how to help yourself. That's the biggest and most important nervous system regulation tool I can teach anyone. And it's what I teach in my MindBody Method program as well. And I'll link the information below as here. I also have a free nervous system regulation um, workbook and audio training that I'll link below as well, but that's not the point of the podcast. I just thought that might be helpful. So again, thinking smaller, thinking sustainable actions over time. Hey friend, it's Grace. I know you're tired of feeling like managing your physical and mental health is just one big moving target. I also know that you've spent years of your life and hundreds of dollars on doctor's visits, juice cleanses, fad diets, and fancy supplements only to feel like nothing about your chronic symptoms has changed. 
If this sounds like you, consider this your invitation to find a holistic health protocol that works for you and your body, even if you have chronic symptoms, unhealed trauma, or a dysregulated nervous system. That's exactly what's waiting for you inside the Mind Body Healing Method, my 12-week group program that's designed to help you say bye to your chronic symptoms through learning how to regulate your nervous system, retrain your brain, and heal unresolved trauma. Our clients have found relief from even the most chronic of symptoms, including fibromyalgia, sciatica, migraines, gut issues, and other uncomfortable symptoms without pills or a long list of rituals and regimens. If you'd like to learn more about our program, head over to the show notes and learn more. Because the truth is that there is a protocol that works for you, you just might not have found the right balance for your body yet. Now let's get back to the episode. Number two is that you might become rigid with certain health rules and how to spend your days, how to spend your time, what to eat, what not to eat that stresses you out even more. And this kind of goes into the one before about slowing down, but it's a little nuanced, right? So like over time, you've probably learned that there are certain protocols, certain ways to do things. And really that just takes time to figure out. And there's not going to be one specific thing that totally transforms your health. It's an all approach, meaning it does take shift in your mental, emotional, and physical health to be able to actually see change. So if you become really rigid around one specific thing and that's all you do and that's all you put all of your hopes and dreams into this one thing that you're going to do to fix you, it's going to come with a lot of rigidity and rigidity creates stress on the body because when you think there's one way to do something like one right way and you tell your mind that and you tell your body that and then all of a sudden it doesn't work or at least it doesn't work in the way you thought it was going to, all your expectations have not been met and you feel like you're a failure and you feel like nothing's ever going to work again. So when you put all your eggs in one basket, it really actually puts way more stress on yourself and your life. And so I want to take away the, that rigidity, take away the all or nothing mindset and really think about an all approach. And it takes time again to figure this out. Think about it this way. Your nervous system has been dysregulated long before you became aware of the signs. It's going to take some time to actually learn how to regulate it and take time to learn what your signals are. Every single year I've been doing this work, I start trusting myself even more and more. When I first started recognizing what the nervous system was, I actually was pretty rigid around it. I was like, okay, I need to do these skills. I need to eliminate these toxins from my life. I need to do X, Y, and Z. And while for a little bit, it actually gave me some structure to understand how to do that, it ended up stressing me out more because I thought, well, if I'm doing these things in two months, nothing's changed. Again, it takes time. Year after year, I peel back different layers and I get deeper into this work and deeper, have a deeper relationship with myself. So really see if you can release the rigidity, become a little bit more flexible. And if this feels a little scary or almost more overwhelming to release the rules, it means you're doing it well. It means it's right because that's going to bring up the feeling of feeling out of control. And most of us who come across chronic illnesses, chronic pain, high anxiety, even eating disorders, tend to 
cope with life in a controlling way. And I don't say that in a very negative way, but we've learned over time through different experiences in life that we kind of feel out of control in different areas, whether that's in a physical environmental area, whether that's with our mental or emotional health, our body, we feel out of control. It feels like our body's out to get us, right? Well, so in order to cope with that, we want to grab on to things to help fix it and control it. But what I'm saying is actually we need to release some of that control and learn how to be with that uncertainty, that anxiety that comes up with not having control. That's actually your work. That's your mental and emotional work when you're regulating your nervous system because that signifies so much probably of how you've grown up and what's going on in your life. So release some of that rigidity, learn how to sit with the messiness of some of this. It is messy. It is frustrating. It's disappointing at times. That's the type of feeling that we need to learn how to be a little bit better able to sit with. And when I mean sit with, I mean, feel it, acknowledge it, but do not give it any type of judgment. No criticism around how you feel, no judgment around how you should or shouldn't be doing, should or shouldn't be feeling. Be able to be with the uncertainty and become a little bit more flexible with yourself. Number three, one of the biggest mistakes I see in nervous system regulation is that you don't focus on your internal mental and emotional health and you only focus on the physical. Yes, the physical matters, but often what drives the physical dysregulation, so the symptoms of anxiety, gut issues, migraines, chronic pain, things like sensory issues, all those physical manifestations of your nervous system, what drives it is actually the mental and emotional health that's been stuck for many years. You might be someone who's actually really great at avoiding emotions. And you might even be sitting there being like, well, yeah, I don't know how to just feel. I'm not one of those people that just sits down listens to something and cry. And that's okay. You don't have to do that. But what you do need to do is look a little bit more at the negative patterns that you've developed over time. So the patterning, when I say patterning, I mean the way that you've learned how to cope with life. And you're not doing this consciously. It's unconscious. Over time, we go through certain experiences in life and we build up certain coping mechanisms to deal with how those experiences, usually the difficult ones, have affected us. And those coping patterns are not always helpful. They've helped us get to a certain point, meaning they've really helped us be able to just be in the world and not totally collapse, if you will. But after a while, those coping patterns don't work anymore. And so, for example, some coping mechanisms might be needing to control everything around you, right? Needing to know when something's going to happen or not happen. A coping mechanism is actually anxiety. Anxiety is a way to cope with the world, with stress, even though it may not feel like it. Coping mechanisms are also your physical symptoms. Those are ways that your body has now thought that coping with life can make it easier instead of dealing with the mental and emotional health. Coping mechanisms might be like the fact that you're always rushing around, moving from thing to thing, and always being busy. Being constantly and chronically busy is actually a coping mechanism for the inability to be with life, be with your mental and emotional unconscious. Another coping mechanism might be things like always being on your phone, right? Being Having a hard time putting it down, watching a lot of TV, 
constantly being around people that reinforce your negative patterns. So when you become aware of these negative patterns, then you actually can go deeper and learn how to reprogram. So I want to give you an example. I've learned in my chronic health, a pattern for me. So for example, I know that I'm an avoider. I'm an avoider of emotions. I don't always react to something in the moment. I'm usually a little bit delayed in my response. I also know that I'm really hard on myself. I will very easily think that I'm the problem. I end up shaming myself. I think that I'm not good enough. And these play out very often when triggers come up, but I don't recognize it in the moment. My pattern is that a few days, all of a sudden I will notice some heaviness come about. I'll notice some brain fog. I'm having trouble getting out of bed. Like these are my physical symptoms that have come with chronic illness. And like I said in my first episode, I actually stopped experiencing this for quite a while until this past year when I went through a divorce and the trauma of that really impacted me. And so what I've really understood now is that I'll have a few days where I'm pretty heavy, fatigue, brain fog, and I just don't understand why it's coming back up. And for a while this past year, I was trying to do all the things. I was activating my vagus nerve. I was doing lymph drainage. I was listening to my self-healing playlists and my meditations and my brain retraining. And I was doing all these things, even on a daily basis, and especially when the symptoms popped up, but nothing was shifting. I finally made an aha moment. I made a click recently in the past six months or so. And what I realized was I wasn't feeling, I wasn't doing the emotional and mental work. Now, side note, I was feeling <laughs> like I was crying. I was overwhelmed. I was grieving, but I was so frustrated. I was resisting what was actually there. The crying came out of just anger and frustration. It wasn't me acknowledging that it was okay to feel that. And so my process now is when something comes up, I might go through a day or something of being in that frustrated, hopeless place, but then I know what I need to do. I need to sit down and I need to really acknowledge what is coming up. I need to feel, and I listen to one of my meditations. I need to journal about it. I need to journal about what's going on in my life, what's been going on. Is there anything that's triggered me? And sometimes I don't fully know, but I do know that when I allow myself the space to just be and feel whatever's going on or whatever's being triggered without judgment, without any criticism, like true acceptance that this is okay, my symptoms shift. And I'm not kidding you, it's literally overnight. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, wow, I feel back to myself again. Like it's that quick for me now. I can do this in a day because I know that really getting myself that full acceptance to just be and feel with what's happening helps me move forward. Because for me specifically, and this probably is the case for many of you as well, but again, everyone has their own processes that for me, I resist and avoid and judge where I am in life and what I'm feeling. And so when I'm judging myself, I'm dismissing me. 
I'm literally saying you're not doing well. You're not good enough. You should be different. You should be in a different place than you are. You're not X, Y, and Z, right? You're not good enough. That's really harmful to my nervous system. So when I release some of that and I acknowledge, actually, you know what? I am exactly where I need to be. This is my life journey. And I'm going to lean into and accept that. I don't have to like it. I don't have to love it at all. Acceptance means you are just with it. It is what it is. Acceptance is huge in our mental and emotional process. So that's just one example of how I move through the mental and emotional components of my nervous system. Number four, you forget to look at your lifestyle and don't actually make any changes to your environment. So I want to say this is that I recognize that lifestyle changes can come with some privilege, right? It can be a privileged state to make certain big changes that you might need to in life, like financial changes, job situations, relationships, things that can't just happen overnight. And you might be reliant on some of the environment that you're in that could be harming you. So I'm not saying this is going to take overnight, but I am saying we have to look at it. And whether you can make a change in it or we help you learn how to relate to it differently, whatever it is, we have to look at it. So you can do all the work you want on yourself, do as many regulation practices for you as possible, go to therapy, do a lot of work and make some progress. All of that is fantastic and I highly recommend really working on you. And if you're doing that and nothing is really shifting or at least there's definitely still some progress to be made, more often than not, we're not looking at our environment. And what I mean by that is our environment is who are you around? What are you looking at constantly? What's on your phone? What's on your screen? Uh, What's in front of you? How is your sleep? How's your sleep hygiene? Are you getting outside enough? Where's your job at? Like what's going on? All of these things matter because if we're stuck in a negative environment for us, we're not truly going to be able to feel secure and feel safe and grounded so that we can release some of these negative symptoms and our bodies can release it. So some simple things that you can do are really, truly eliminating screen time. I know it is like the biggest thing and you might roll your eyes at me right now because it might seem minimal, but man, it is so freaking important. What you're looking at has a direct impact on your nervous system. So if you're constantly on social media or even watching TV shows where you're comparing yourself to them and you're saying, dang it, they have X, Y, and Z and I don't. And all I want is this and I don't have it. You're dismissing yourself. You're sitting in a pool of judgment and criticism. That's not helpful. Also, if you're in a toxic work environment or a toxic relationship, whether that's romantic, friendships, family, and you're constantly in this negative back and forth pattern and you're with your relationships, that's going to impact you and going to really prohibit you from actually feeling grounded and safe in your nervous system. So A big example, and again, it doesn't have to be this dramatic, but I'll share with you. This past year, really the past couple years that I was married, weren't all bad, I will say. I don't believe in showing up and and shaming my ex at all. Um, He's actually a wonderful person. We just did not fit well together. But what I'll say is that my nervous system really, truly couldn't feel grounded and secure because I was in a situation that wasn't helpful for me. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't in my highest alignment to stay with this person. And it caused me a lot of negative patterns and a lot of triggers for negative core beliefs about myself. 
I was doing so much other work. And again, that work really did help. But I was caught in this relationship that wasn't great for me. And relationships are actually at the core of us feeling safe. We're not meant to be alone. We're meant to be in connection with others. But we need to be in safe, secure relationships. And again, this doesn't mean that you need to go and delete everyone from your life because you're not in a secure attachment with your relationship. It's just, I'm here to help you look at that. Who are you around? Are you around a bunch of people all the time or even just some friends that are constantly gossiping and judging and in kind of low vibrational states of being? They're always negative. You're always complaining about something. Those are not helpful places and situations and people to be around because you take that on yourself. So it also takes you looking at like, what do you talk to people about? So one example of this is going back to the busy thing again. It's very socially acceptable to say, I'm so busy when someone asks how you're doing, right? And we kind of wear it like a badge of honor. Oh, I'm just so busy crazy with my job, with the kids, with this, with school, with X, Y, and Z. I'm so busy. It's, it's you know, stressful. And the other person says, oh, yeah, right? Me too, X, Y, and Z. And it almost becomes like a competition. So... I invite you to look at how you respond and what kind of conversations you're having with people. Start to respond in a different way. Stop trying to be busy all the time. Work on how negative you are towards yourself and towards the world and towards others. I'm not sitting here talking about toxic positivity where all you need to do is think positive and think wonderfully and you're going to align with those thoughts and the universe will align in your favor. That's not what I'm saying. And actually, I I don't think that's how everything works. I am saying that the more you think, the more you talk, the more you are in a certain state of being, in a negative state of being, your body takes it on. So this is your invitation to look at your environment. What's going on around you? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis that's keeping you in a stuck environment instead of helping you move forward? into a safer, more healthy environment for yourself. Okay, I hope this was helpful. Please let me know if you have any questions. I am always here to respond. Leave me a DM on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in to Heal with Grace. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to me if you could do these couple things. One, go to the Heal with Grace show page wherever you listen and tap the plus sign or click on the follow button so you don't miss an episode. It helps both of us out. While you're there, if you could give a five-star review so that this podcast can reach more people, it would mean so much to me so I can continue sharing episodes that help you as well as others. Thanks for listening, and I hope this brings you hope on your journey.